Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it after the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 25, 50, 45. Here goes Davis. Oh, my God. This is going running all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. And tonight, hey, it was BYOG bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit until the last one. Kick is blocked. Kick it to the Joining the ESBC podcast with the purpose of the podcast is to make me money. I make uh, a lot of money getting feedback from the fans. So I appreciate it. Capitalism is about collaboration. I have an MBA, securities licenses, and we use business and financial concepts to make money on these games. Every business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome. The purpose, again, is to make money. The outcome is that we're in the high 60 percentile in both college football and NFL football and we're having fun watching the games, right? Uh, value has psychological factors, and we, our psychological factors are huge, right? As we make money watching college football, college basketball, NFL football, and we give you information that normally you would have to pay uh, $300 a month to action sports. You would have to pay money for this fix, but we give it to you for free right because we we collaborate with fans and they help us make money now if you're the toughest smartest person in the room you are in the wrong room that's what we got the marine josh luna's with us breaking down games hey let's do it let's get this going hey uh the right no now. doubt they're way in the end zone right fourth and go i mean the court the quarterback's getting taken out right now oh, okay he's limping off the field yeah so they're gonna have to do it it's going to be fun. <laughs> Let's see this. Fourth and goal. Fourth and goal. All right. So what's the first game we're going to uh, look at today? Uh, let's go ahead and check out um, the rivalry game, the Iron Bowl, Auburn, Iron Bowl. Alabama, minus the GOAT, Nick Saban. Right. So you got Nick Satan, and the reason I call him Nick Satan is because uh, he just looks like Satan from uh, – yeah. <laughs> from Saturday Night Live and he got that nickname when he lied and he said that he was going to be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins he wasn't going to Alabama and all the time he was going to Alabama hey lying is not against the law I learned that from politicians out here and uh he he is he does look you know like Satan and he is evil in a way as he exploits huh. players and they get hurt in Alabama but hey he doesn't do anything illegal, right? And uh, if Tarverville, the uh, the uh, the bad head coach at Auburn, can become senator, there's no <laughs> yeah. there's no stocky Nick Saban from becoming governor of Alabama. Uh, this game definitely is going over. You have Sarkeesian taking over, the drunk, the alcoholic. Now nah, he's doing good. He looks great. Uh, Sarkeesian, junior uh, junior yeah. college uh, saddleback, I, I believe. Junior college over here, uh, former uh, USC head coach, won several national championships with Pete Carroll. Definitely this game is going over. 
and definitely uh, Auburn is covering 25 points. Okay. I like that. I, I believe so too. I mean, Alabama, I think they're going to get this W, but you know, it's a rivalry game. Auburn beat them last year. I think Auburn's going to make it a little close. Right. Uh, 25 is strategic, right? Because 24, yeah. as we know, is a key number. And if Vegas puts that extra number on there, it's because they know something about something. Uh, quarterbacks is huge in this game. You got Bo Nix. He, he beat him last year, Bo Nix. Yes, he's he did. Back next year, he's actually a better quarterback. Uh, Auburn's defense isn't as good, but Alabama has to keep some things in their back pocket because uh, they have to play uh, LSU, and then they have to play Florida in the SEC championship game. So they can't show all their cards. This is the, the last game for Auburn, rivalry game. Uh, we, we talk a lot about the coaches, and we'll talk a lot about the coaches on the podcast because we use fundamental analysis that you use to pick stocks. And in, in fundamental analysis, uh, you look at the corporate governance, and in the corporate governance for football is the football coaches, right? Uh, that's what we got Oregon State plus 13 because Jonathan Stewart is a heck of a coach. Yes. And he's making us money. So the whole point is to make money watching these games because we're in a pandemic, recession, and social unrest, and it's only going to get worse after the inauguration. So, you, so you're making extra money watching games, betting on games, and actually, I'm like 80% college basketball, and I'm starting on a roll. So I'll be making a lot of people money, but you teach a man, uh, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. So we talk a lot about the coaches, because in fundamental analysis, that you use to pick stocks, right? Uh, you look at the corporate governance, and the corporate governance of a football team is the coach. So we talk about Goff Manzal. He's, he won a national championship with Cam Newton. He went to another national championship, lost to the criminal Jameis Winston, right? Uh, so the man can coach. The man makes $7 million a year. He doesn't want to blow it. So uh, look for him to lose tomorrow, but cover the spread. And that's an offensive coach. And Alabama has been uh, going crazy uh, scoring. So definitely this game's going over. Okay. All right. Speaking of coaches, um, I like this coach Gundy out of Oklahoma State, but, you know, he's he's got that, you know, hairstyle. I can't think of it right now. What's that? <laughs> right. But he's got that one. But um, they're playing a tough game right now, uh, next tomorrow. They got to get a they got to get a W after that embarrassing loss to Oklahoma. They're still in the conference championship race against Texas Tech or again and against playing Texas Tech. How you see that game going right. out? They got to win. You you're an expert in the Big Twelve. You know a lot about the Big Twelve, and from your intro, I think I know where you're going. And that embarrassing loss last week to Oklahoma. Oklahoma State's gonna they they're gonna they need to blow them out. They need to beat Texas Tech. They need to prove that that was just an abolition what happened last week against OU. I'm thinking Gundy's going to get this one at 11, minus 11. I'm taking Oklahoma State, the Cowboys, on this. Giddy up. Yeah, I 100% agree, and I'm taking the Cowboys as well uh, for those reasons, right? They got smoked uh, last week. Uh, and we actually on the podcast, we got some insight on that game because – uh, listen to the Faith and Family Football with Houston Baptist. 
uh, Ben Ratzlaff. Uh, you'll you'll see him in the NFL, Ben Ratzlaff, on our Fates and Family Football uh, on our on our podcast. And the thing about Ben Ratzlaff is they run the air raid, and the air raid is run by uh, you know the Arizona Cardinals, the LA Rams, uh, Mississippi State, on and on and on and on. But they played Texas Tech this year. And they were 41 point underdogs. And Houston Baptist only lost by three against that Texas Tech defense. So, what, what it tells you is that Texas Tech doesn't have, uh, even though we love Houston Baptist and they got a great program and their offensive coordinator, Friends with Clinsbury, the head coach at, at um, the Arizona Cardinals, right? With that being said, uh, and our guy Ben Rasslaff smoked that whole Texas Tech secondary. Yeah, it wasn't even close. It was a man among boys. So we do not have much confidence in that Texas Tech defense, and they were one play away, no. Houston Baptist, from doing the biggest upset, second biggest upset in college football history. They lost by three, and they were forty-one point underdogs against Texas Tech. So. For that and many other reasons, we are going with your Oklahoma State Cowboys minus 11. Let's go, Cowboys. Okay. No, no, I mean, that, that game's definitely going to hit the over. But um, one, one thing I want to ask is let's get stick to Texas, some Texas teams. Another ranked up matchup. Coastal Carolina, Texas State. Tell me how you feel about this one because I'm not too familiar with Texas State right now. Yeah, and um, the only reason I'm I'm familiar with Texas Tech and I uh, I followed them a lot was because they had a coach uh, Dennis Trantroni, who uh, the reason he got fired off of Texas A&M was because Trantroni had a secret newsletter uh, telling high paid billion dollar oil men who was going to cover the spread of Texas A&M games. Then he went to Texas State. So I've always followed them. Uh, and let me think what you think. Uh, one of their players got shot, man. How does the team yeah. feel? They're not going to be too... Oh, I don't know. They might want to, you know, do play their best for the, for the you know, their fallen teammate. It could throw them off, though, obviously. So there will be some turmoil. There will be some emotions flowing. Could be bad. Right. And, and, and what happens is um, when you have emotion like this, it could go both ways, right? Uh, you get hyped up in, in the front of the game and things don't go your way. Uh, you just sink, right? Or it can inspire you. Uh, right now, Coastal Carolina is a hot team. And a hot team like Coastal Carolina, they're a very organized team. Uh, being emotional is not going to work against them because they're so disciplined. And they can take advantage of, and we saw it today, uh, a very interesting play. Actually, we saw it on um, Thanksgiving where Detroit had loaded up one side. They went to one side and uh, Sean Watson just flipped it over to the other side. And it was almost like a trick play. Boom. So doing that against Coastal Carolina is not going to be good. They're 17-point favorites. I look for Coastal Carolina to just blow them out 
in a depressing COVID year, uh, the guy getting shots is going to be even more depressing. We'll take Coastal Carolina minus the 17 against Texas Tech, who had a talent deficiency. And it's one less player, right? Those little teams need depth. No, they, no, yeah. So that's they, uh, just one less guy. They got to get this W, Coastal Carolina. Right now. Okay. Let's switch it up. Colorado is playing. I mean, this game's new. Colorado was supposed to play SC. San Diego State was supposed to play Colorado State. Now they're playing Colorado State, San Diego State because of COVID. It's just been a crazy year. What do you think? You think San Diego has a chance going over there and getting a W? Uh, they, they like the offense to do that. I follow San Diego State a lot. I lived uh, many years in San Diego. And uh, their, their coach, who's now the defensive coordinator in New Mexico, talking about three. Uh, that we saw last night, and we can't say him last night actually. Hey, Utah. That's why you guys look at the Twitter, the Twitter feed. Man, I had uh, Utah State plus six last night on there. Money. Uh, Colorado, I completely got wrong, right? Yeah. Uh, McIntyre and Mel Tucker recruited well at Colorado. And now here comes Carl Durrell. And I completely misjudged what Carl Durrell is going to do with Colorado. Colorado looks very, very good. And they have really good talent with, with Mel Tucker recruited, when McIntyre recruited. Both those guys know talent. And, I mean, they have other problems. But uh, Colorado looks good. And what I hear is that Carl Durrell is not actually coaching. He's letting the coordinators coach. Yeah. So this is not the Carl Durrell from UCLA. This is a new Carl Durrell. And Colorado looks lights out. San Diego State didn't even know they were going to play him. They're just not going to have enough offense to beat Colorado. So Colorado is going to smoke them probably. We're going to pick the money line because it's a crazy year. New game. But pick money line in Colorado. Okay. All right. Then let's switch it up right now to the SEC. It's another rivalry game out there. Um, Mississippi, Mississippi State and Mississippi. You know, this is the Egg Bowl. Something always crazy happens. I mean, last year they had the players pretending they're a dog pissing on the home. <laughs> so maybe we might see more of it this year. Right. And um, it's crazy, right? Those, those southern states are crazy. Yeah. Uh, when you're talking about Mississippi, because on the one hand, you have law and order, but it's a different culture. It's whatever they, they feel like, right? Because even though it's law and order, they'll do some really illegal crap, right? Yeah, like some weird things, yeah. It's 18 in New Orleans, right? So you see 18-year-old, 17-year-old girls extremely drunk in New Orleans right now. Uh, like here in California, they're doing a shutdown. They're it's against their culture to shut down. So what I'm getting down to is that in Mississippi, I don't know if this game is going to be in Starkville or in Oxford, Mississippi. Oh, it's going to be in, um, it's in, it's in Mississippi. Oh, Oxford, Oxford. Yeah, okay. it's yeah. at Mississippi, yeah. Yeah, because I was going with Mississippi State, uh, was their place that had the kettlebell. Yeah. With the kettlebell, 
is illegal to have. It's it's illegal in college football to use the kettlebell. But they bring him to their games anyways. They don't care. Nobody's going to arrest for them, you know, for like the prosecution. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's crazy. Uh, then you have two crazy coaches. You have Mike Leach on one side, and you have Lame Kiffin on the other side. Yeah. That all of his haters are because he used to be married to Layla Kiffin, and Layla Kiffin is super fine. So he says everybody hated him because of that. That's how crazy he is. But uh, both good offensive coaches. So the game's going to go over that 69. And uh, it's almost like the NFL with double-digit dogs in the division always cover. Even though Mike Leach lost every single rivalry game against Washington, as Washington dropped eight, rushed three, and, and stubborn man as Mike Leach is, he never adjusted to that. Is he just going to stick to what his thing? And, and why argue with him, right? He parlayed it to $7 million now a year. But you have to think uh, he's going to have some extra juice or, the, or has held a few things back for this rivalry game. Or the alumni that pays him that $7 million. If he even cares about it, because he's a very cheap guy, I hear, saves his money, so his great-grandkids have money. Uh, so you would expect for it to be a high-scoring game and for him to have some things in his back pocket to cover 10 points, right? Because it's almost okay. like... Uh, no, I, yeah. I expect them to make keep it a close game. That rivalry game is always close. In the last couple of years, I mean, it's, it's usually a good game. But, yeah, I think 10 points is going to stay within that that range, you know. Yeah, the last guy, Moorhead at Mississippi State, and obviously the guy at Florida, they recruited really good defensive talent to keep that game close. Okay. No, let, let's hope so. I, I believe it. I believe it. I like these picks. I believe these picks. Okay, now let's. Hey, man, we're in week 13. We know. 60 percentile. Better than what you can pay out there, and 52.5% is break even. What does that mean? It means a lot of money. Okay. <laughs> Christmas presents for us. <laughs> All right. Well, sticking to the SEC, let's check out the defending national champions. Slightly, barely, they're still hanging in there. LSU against Texas A&M. They're, this game's going to be at Texas A&M. Tell me how you feel about that A&M team, Jimbo Fisher squad. Man, and this theory has made me a lot of money. Uh, grudge theory. When coaches have grudges against each other and it's personal, uh, and, and one team's having a down year, it, it smells blowout. Yeah. Right? And you got to go back to two years ago with uh, – The seven overtime right, game. Right. Remember that? Yeah. Where, where – um, 74-72, I think, was the final. Right, right. And the personal part about it is that uh, coach, the head coach of uh, Texas a his son went on the field, right? And yes. got punched by Coach Craig. And Coach Craig had stolen oh, yeah. players from him. Remember, the coach of Texas a won a national, two national championships, right? He won a national championship with Nick Satan at LSU. And he won a national championship with Jameis Winston. Now, 
Texas A&M has made us a lot of money this year because they returned at the start of the year 124 starts in that offensive line. So teams with great offensive line like Louisiana, Coach Napier, who's going to get the job in South Carolina. Uh, the teams with more experienced offensive lines have made us a lot of money. And now thinking about it, if my team lost today, but lost to UCF, there was a lot of talk about the USF, you know, with a new coach, they needed that spring practice. So when you have these offensive lines who don't need that spring practice because they, they're already the fourth, fifth years in the program, they've been covering the spread a lot for us. So the more you pick, right, the more you learn. So we're looking for an 80 to 90% week, man, this week. Yeah. If Texas A&M has 124 starts to start the season, now they got a ton more from the season. You got uh, Craig, right? He's still the running backs coach at um, LSU. He's a great recruiter. That's why he's there. That's why he recruited that Auburn team that uh, Coach One. Fisher beat. Yeah. Beat. Oh, in 2013. In the right. Rose Bowl. Yeah. Right. He was the coach of uh, Florida State when uh, Fisher was there. Okay. Yeah. He, then he screwed him and went to Auburn. So and then he, now he's at LSU, and then he punched, uh, I think his name is Steve Fisher, his son in the face. So yeah. you can't punch a man's face. I, I'm sure that Coach Fisher has been studying LSU. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to want one personally. He's going to want to get this one. So that's why I'm putting, um, you never bet more than 25% of your bankroll on any one game. I bet $1,000 a game. Uh, I'm going to go $2,000 on Texan A&M because of that. Okay, all right. That's a that's quite a guarantee on that one. All right. doing, right? I'm not Yeah, no. You did something I'm not doing. Yes, yes, sir. Okay, man, sticking with the SEC. Let's, let's talk about this one. Georgia, South Carolina. How are you feeling about that rivalry game? It's been split five and five the last 10 years. This game, let me make, double check for you. But I think this is at, this is in um, Columbia, right? Right. Yeah, this game is in Columbia. I, I, I think South Carolina is going to cover this one at 21 and a half. Yeah, you got to think so. They haven't been playing well. Uh, coach Mike Bobo can coach. <clears throat> the reorganizing that defense and then Georgia starting JT Daniels, right? Yes. And you, you, you always have the old school fake starter, right? So Georgia had a couple of fake starters because uh, salesmen think short-term, businessmen and women think long-term. So they were taking the long-term view uh, and they don't want people to have film on JT Daniels. Yes. Well, they had to bring him in to kind of uh, do well this season. And remember, this year doesn't count against your eligibility. All right. So this year's not going to count against JT Daniels' eligibility. He's going to get some plays in there. Uh, that's why I'm definitely thinking that game, this game's going over. 49 is way too low of a number. Okay. Okay. No, I think so too. I mean, I think the, uh, the defenses aren't the best defenses. It's not a typical SEC, you know, right. defensive game. It's going to be some points, and 49 is very low. Very low for this game, a rivalry game. I think they're going to go off a little bit. Yeah, uh, Definitely, definitely over 49. But I think South Carolina gets that cover in for sure. New yeah. coach, you know, they're a little bit more motivated now. They got something to play for a little bit. They're going to play for themselves. And 
I mean, I think Georgia wins. They might win by 20, but I think they're going to cover at 21 and a half. Like what you're saying, Matt, it, it seems like uh, it'll be, let's say, let's call it 38-29 Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. And what you're saying is going to be a rival game type. Take uh, South Carolina first half line. Yeah. They might, yeah, they might, you know, keep it very close in the beginning. The first half, yeah. In the first half, they might, they might go toe to toe. Okay. Uh, uh, Georgia with JT Daniels, man, is they're they're gonna win the game. Yes. All right. Well, how do you feel about Kentucky traveling out to Florida? Twenty-five point spread right there. I think that's a little too high for Kentucky. How are you feeling about this one? Yeah, they got beat sixty-three to three by Alabama last week. Yes, they they're definitely gonna want some revenge on this. Yeah, it wasn't a very comfortable. They say you got to get out of your comfort zone. It wasn't a very comfortable week for the South for the uh, Kentucky players. You got from the Stoops family. Their daddy was a coach. It's funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. But it's an interesting story about their dad. Their dad uh, coached until almost eighty years old, and he died at a high school football game where he was still coaching. And he has his kids coaching, you know, at Oklahoma, winning national championships, making $5 million a year. His other son coached at Arizona, and now his son coaching. He died as a coach at a high school football game where the, it went into triple overtime. Yes. He was coaching the kick. The kid missed an extra point, and the poor Stoops dad had a uh, heart attack and died. But he died doing what he wanted to do, coaching football. Uh, so, yeah. And the reason I'm talking about it for this game is that uh, Coach Stoops knows a lot of football. And he's not going to allow himself to get blown out twice. I know I've made a lot of money uh, in pro games. And it doesn't matter how bad uh, the team is. There's something about pride that you're just not going to let somebody. It's almost like when Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson after his mom died. It's just certain times, especially when you have a certain skill set, and that skill set is it. These guys have been playing football their whole lives. So you can say Kentucky's a horrible team and Florida's a great team. But the skill set isn't that difference that if you give a guy an edge, there's just certain times you're not going to beat that guy. Right? Okay. Guy, whatever. You know, pride and emotion can, um, can do – it's almost like when – they say uh, a baby gets stuck underneath the car and the mom pulls the car up. It's that extra adrenaline uh, that us humans have. Yeah. And you push to a limit, our performance level is like three times better than when it normally is. So that's where we're looking at Kentucky to cover those 25 points. Okay. Well, I mean, speaking of head coaches that you do appreciate, how about Allen at Indiana? Those Hoosiers, you know, they kept it very close against Ohio State. They, you know, they want it for us, actually, this with, you know, covering that, the 20-point spread, and yeah. How do you feel about them against Maryland, hosting Maryland this week, tomorrow? That's, that, that's a game where I would bet less, right? I usually bet 1,000. I'll bet like 100 on that game. Because that game I'm struggling with, and let me know what you think, right? Yes. Because Coach Allen, and I remember him because I graduated from the University of South Florida, the alumni. We lost, but covered against, you can't finish, but I couldn't bet that game. I did bet the over. The over was obvious. 
It was 68, and it was a 100-point score. Was Coach Allen coach for uh, University of South Florida. And I met the alumni head. He got access to the coaches, got to talk to him. He's always very motivational, right? Uh, he's a, actually, he's a man of faith. He's always talking about his faith. He's always excited. And he doesn't sleep, man. He's always just coaching football. And uh, I know, just to give you a story, let's say one of the guys from USF, he already had gotten the job at Indiana. He got in trouble at three in the morning. He called Coach Allen. Coach Allen left at three in the morning, went and got him out of jail, paid his bail, counseled the guy. That's Sounds the like your coach. Person. Yeah. That's Tom Allen. Okay. And he's genuine. And um, the reason he's the head coach at uh, University of Alabama, at uh, University of um, Indiana, is because he went to a big high school in Indianapolis, Ben Davis High School. And he can recruit that high school well. Uh, and he has a lot of money to work with in Alabama, with at uh, uh, Indiana, because they have that big Big Ten network. And his defense is not that good. Teams go up and down the field on them, but they create turnovers. They're okay. good at creating turnovers. All right. Well, let me tell you about a defense that has been performing really well. Northwestern Pats team over there. Right now, they're, you know, they're 13 and a half favorites traveling to East Lansing against Michigan State. And I don't know, but I'm really feeling Northwestern. Actually, uh, well, I don't like in Northwestern. We didn't give the Indiana pick. Who do you think is going to cover that Indiana game? Oh, I, I think I'm thinking. Um, personally, I'm thinking Maryland's going to. Indiana's thinking a little bit about that last game. You know, I know they played Ohio State very tough, a playoff team capable of Ohio State. I think Maryland goes in there, keeps it close. Indiana doesn't care about blowing them out. They're not worried about the spread. They're trying to win a football game. They might right. win this one, 27-17, 30 to 20. 100% agreement, right? Because yes. Loxley's an offensive coach. Tua's brother looks to be just as good as Tua. He's a starting quarterback from Maryland. And like I said, you go up and down the field on Indiana. If you don't turn over the ball, you're going to score on Indiana. Because they just haven't had the tackling, and they just don't have the talent. They're a developmental program. And Maryland, after their first game, has looked good. Yes. So they're well rested. They have great coaches at the University of Maryland. Um, so you know, Ronnie Zuck, former head coach of Florida, he's on that staff in Maryland. So watch for Maryland to cover those twelve points. Okay. Northwestern. Go Terps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mississippi. I mean, uh, Michigan State is not going to score on. Uh, Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan State's just not a good team. They're not a good football team. No. So look look for that game to be 20 and nothing on Northwestern. So pick Northwestern minus uh, 10 or 11 points and under the total. And they're trying to prove themselves. I mean, they want to get into one of those BC or not BC, one into those New Year's Six Bowls. Yeah. I mean, if, if they don't make the playoff, they're still looking at a Cotton Bowl appearance, a Fiesta Bowl appearance. They want to represent the Big Ten. They want to keep winning. I, I mean, they're ranked eighth in the country. I think they're going to cover this one. And, you know, they're they're speeding their way to the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, if Ohio State has a bad game against them in the Big Ten title game, 
Northwestern conceivably could be in the playoffs. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, we've seen crazier play. things happen in sports. Yep. Oregon Oregon State smoked um, Oregon. I know. That was that was a crazy game. That was a good game. Ress almost took took it from or you know Oregon State earlier, but you yeah. know. So nice thing that money, you know. He pays Thank good God. Money. Get those calls to go his way. That Nike money. Um, that's all the games right here on this list, right? Did you want to go over any more? I think that's pretty much all the games, right? Yeah, the. Uh, it's been a crazy year. Yeah, it's been a, many games have been canceled, postponed. Um. Uh, yeah, the, the only other ranked game that we didn't hit on was Clemson and Pittsburgh. Clemson's hosting Pittsburgh. That's 23 point, you know, Pittsburgh's 23 point dogs. I mean, for what it's worth, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to go in there. I think they're going to blow out Pittsburgh. You know, it's his first game back in over a month. Right. And uh, teams that beat Clemson, uh, then for years they get blown out and never cover the spread. Yeah, they don't forget about them. Yeah, Pittsburgh beat them a while back. And, uh, in a COVID year, a developmental program like Narduzzi. I love Coach Narduzzi. He's a great guy. And we had Max Brown on the podcast, former five-star, former starting quarterback at USC. And he ended his career at Pittsburgh with Coach Narduzzi. Great coach. Going to get blown out right now by uh, Clemson. Clemson's mad about the whole Florida State thing. Uh, and Clemson needs style points because they do have a loss. And they really... I'm against, um, like, let's say Cincinnati's undefeated. I'm against like a team like Clemson having precedence over them. Yeah. So they they don't want to get in that argument. They want to start blowing people out. And uh, Pittsburgh is very outmanned. They won't be able to score against Clemson. So yeah, take take uh, Clemson over the total. All right. Okay. Yeah, so how do you feel about that? I feel we can go 80 to 90% because we started off the weekend good. Yes. Uh, today, uh, we were uh, 7 out of 9, right? That's way over 52.5%. That means we made a lot of money, right? So me at $1,000 a game, so you're looking at 950, right, times 7. How much is that? You got a calculator? 56. 56 minus 2,000. I made $3,600 today. Betting on games. You do the same with the picks we just gave you, you will make money because the percentages are the same. If I bet $100 a game, I would have made $360, which buys groceries for a week, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's been monkey money watching games. Final words, Josh Luna, what do you think? Let's get these games going. I'm ready for the Iron Bowl and Thanksgiving weekend football continuing. Continuing. And the NFL picks are good, too, man. Yeah. Uh, listen to the podcast. Every week we grow. It is for a reason. We're making people money and giving them insight so people can make their own picks. And uh, instead of paying Action Sports $300 a month, all you have to do is listen to us, and you'll get better information than what you can pay for. So we always close with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. You never have to pay for picks. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Betting and Financial Podcast. All right.
If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. <clears throat> and they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. That's why this one cost us $800, and that cost $200, and I don't know what that cost, I'm just shitting the work, that's why...